Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Can you believe that it is 2024? It is February of 2024 when I'm recording this episode. And in today's episode, I really want to dive into when you hit a sales slump, when it seems like nothing is working, no one is buying, let's talk through step-by-step how you can efficiently navigate this as a business owner. Because as a business owner, this will happen. It's the natural ebb and flow of business. But rest assured, there are things that you can do when it feels like no one is buying. So in this episode, we are going to unpack it all. So grab a notebook, grab a pen, and cozy on in because we are about to get strategic today. So reason number one why no one is buying. You're hiding behind trends. This is a conversation that I've been having a lot with fellow entrepreneurs lately. It's that the online space is busy. The online space is saturated, but just because it's saturated does not mean that there is not a need for you. There is plenty of room. Saturation of the market is just proof of demand. So I want you to stop blending in. Stop doing all of the trends. Stop doing what everyone else is doing. Because what happens then is you blend in. When people are scrolling, they're just seeing you do the same thing that everyone else is doing. We don't want to stand or we don't want to stay small. We want to stand out. That's what's going to make people stop. Take notice of what we're doing. So when you stop hiding behind the trends, people take notice. You become the thought leader. You become the trailblazer in the industry that stands for something that does different things because you're willing to stand out. And full disclosure, it's uncomfortable. A lot of times it's a subconscious belief that you know what? Everybody else is doing this. I want to be accepted too. So I'm just going to do what's quote unquote trendy, right? It's what we've done our whole entire lives. I mean, go back to high school. I still remember wanting a pair of Doc Martens so, so bad, even though I went to a Catholic school. So we had the plaid skirt, the button down shirt, all of it. And I wanted those Doc Martin shoes so bad because that was the trendy thing. Well, I did it, but it's just human nature. We're striving to be accepted, but in business, the opposite is true. You need to set yourself apart. So stop hiding behind those trends and watch the magic that unfolds. Number two, 
why no one is buying. You don't have a strategy. You don't have a strategy to guide you to see what is working. And the number one way to start with this is to start tracking your KPIs, those key performance indicators. It does not have to be elaborate. It does not have to be fancy. I still track my KPIs on a Google Sheet because it works for me. It's easy for my team. It's a very widely known tool that we can use. And it's included for free with your Google account. So using this data, what I want you to start doing is looking big picture into, okay, let's look and see what months did my income come in higher? What months was it lower? Let's just start by analyzing those basic spending patterns. Let's see where that money came in and really get curious as to, okay, I had a really good month. What did I launch that month? What did I promote? How did this work? What caused this income spike? Likewise, look at those lower months and get curious. Okay, what was different that month? What else was going on in my world? How often was I showing up? What was going on in my ideal client's worlds? For me, I always dip a little in December. I know that's going to happen. So because I know that's going to happen, I'm prepared for it. And I don't get into the mindset of scarcity then where I go, oh my gosh, nothing's working. I need to burn it all down. So really get curious and start tracking those numbers. And the other KPI that I really want you to start tracking is look at where are clients coming in from? How are those clients that you're signing on coming into your world? Look at what's working. Use the data to drive your decisions. So often we think that we need to spend hours on social media, being on all these different platforms. And I am not knocking social media. I think it's a great piece of the puzzle to build that connection with your audience, to humanize your brand. But take a look at the data and see where those conversions are coming from. When I looked at my data last year, I really found that 90%, if not more, of my clients were because of retention and referrals. Referrals were a huge, huge piece of my puzzle. And I attribute a lot of that to networking. I'm very intentional in getting into different rooms, into meeting new people so that I am top of mind, so that I can provide that value so that when I, when someone comes up in conversation like, oh my gosh, I'm really trying to build this online business and I'm just frustrated because my income's all over the place and I just don't know what to do, I'm top of mind hey, I know someone. Just like me, I have a huge ongoing list of people that I know that, okay, I need a graphic designer. I need a copywriter. I need help with my messaging. I know the specialist that I can send them to. So don't discount the power of referrals. Number three, why no one is buying. You're a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades. We want to become the specialist. 
when you're talking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. I know it's cliche. I know it's overstated, but it is so true. And there's an entire book on this by Gary Keller, The One Thing. That book right there was a game changer for me. A lot of times in business, again, goes back to scarcity mindset. We can do all of the things, right? We help people with so many different things through our products and services. But what ends up happening is we dilute our value. We dilute our value and then we don't become the obvious solution for the problem that someone has. And it's this reason too, I I come from a healthcare background, I always equate it to why are your specialist co-pays so much higher with insurance? Back when I was working at a hospital, if I saw my primary care physician, my copay was like 10, 20 bucks. Yet, if I needed to go to a specialist, it was upwards of 50 or $60 to go see that specialist. Why? Because they had extensive training, because they focused on solving one problem. So when I would go see the endocrinologist versus my primary care doctor, I was paying a significantly higher price because of their specialized training. So be a specialist, not a generalist. Next, why no one is buying. You're not following up. There are so many missed opportunities when you're not taking the time to follow up. Life is busy. Life gets crazy. And so often I have clients that are like, all right, no one's buying from me. And my first question is, are you following up? Are you following up with those that you interacted with? And I always set the stage during my sales calls. Hey, I would love to follow up with you. I want you to have time to process this information. I need you to make the decision that's best for you. Can we schedule a time to follow up? Would that be okay? I ask them for permission. I get their permission and I'm showing that, okay, I genuinely care about you. Like I want to be able to provide the solution to the problem that you have if it's the right fit for you. And when we're working in sales, we have to realize our job is not to convince someone. When you start coming from a place of convincing, that's when you throw off those vibes of that used car salesman or the salespeople when you walk in to buy a new mattress or couch and you walk in the door and they like swarm you. It's that desperate energy. But no, showing that you care, that you're following up because you're genuinely there to answer questions that they have. A lot of times objections come up not as an objection to us. It's never an objection to us as a human, but it's simply that the client, that potential client just needs more information. They need the time to process through all of this and that's okay. But not following up can really decrease your sales that you're getting. Your next one, reasons why no one is buying. Where are we at? I think we're on number five now. Lack of perceived value. Oh, this one is hard. This is very, very hard because this comes down to messaging. If your messaging is not on point, it makes it very hard to sell. 
Literally, you can sell anything, right? There is so much proof of this. But what you need to be able to do is articulate the value, the value of the transformation that you are providing. Let's take a car, for example. You can buy a used car for a couple thousand dollars, or you can buy a luxury top-of-the-line dream car for hundreds of thousands of dollars. What is the difference? Both cars get you from point A to point B, but it's that perceived value. You have that extra element of luxury. They've conveyed that feeling that you get with that higher-end car. The same thing is true with shoes. You could have gone to pay less you know, back in the day, I think they're totally closed now, but Payless had cheap shoes, right? Or you could go get a crazy expensive pair of shoes for thousands of dollars. They both do the same thing, but one is a higher quality. One has a higher perceived value. So I want you to think of yourself and your services in the same way. Start positioning yourself and articulating that value. One of my favorite examples of this is going to a concert, right? You can listen to Taylor Swift on the radio for free, right? You can pay a you know, little bit of money to go see her and watch her era's concert in a movie theater. Or you can spend a whole bunch of money and go see Taylor Swift in person, in concert, in a stadium full of tens of thousands of people. The product's the same. It's the delivery that's different. It's that perceived value that's different. So I want you to start thinking about, okay, how can I show the value? of the transformation that my product or my service provides. And then finally, the last reason no one is buying is that you're relying solely on social media. Again, circling back to social media, I'm not hating on it. I love, love, love the connections that I have on social media. I love the opportunities that it has presented, but this should not be your only marketing strategy. There are so many ways to get out there, to get seen, to show the value that you have. And next week's episode on Wednesday, we're going to unpack this a little bit more. Just different ways to gain visibility for your business without having to invest in paid ads at this point in time. So a few ways to do that. Get on podcasts. Do podcast swaps. Go on a podcast tour. Present to potential collaboration partners Here is what I can do to serve your audience. I get pitched all the time and there are some really, really terrible pitches that come into my inbox and gosh, part of me just wants to like wrap those people up and just give them the biggest hug and say, okay, I get it. You're you're telling me your whole life story, but tell me how you can provide value to my listeners because 
as a listener, I value you. Gosh, my voice is in your ears for like, you know, however long these episodes are, 15 to 30 minutes, depending on if we're solo or if it's a a guest on there. I want to connect you with guests that are going to provide value. So when you're pitching a podcast host, show us, okay, here's what I'm presenting. Be super, super specific. All right, here's my talk. Here's my title. Here's how I plan to promote it. Here's what's in it for your listeners because I value you. I value you so much and I'm so, so grateful that you are here listening to this episode. So when you're pitching, always come at it from that perspective. How are you providing value to that host, to that platform, to their listeners and audience? Another great way to gain visibility is through speaking engagements. Get into new rooms, network, collaborate with fellow entrepreneurs. Networking is one of the easiest and, well, I don't know if easiest is the right word. Um, As a recovering introvert, it was hard. It was really hard at first. But being intentional and getting into new rooms and seeking those collaboration opportunities to be able to link arms with other women and serve them, that's expanded so many opportunities for me. So really get into those new rooms, network, put yourself out there, apply for different speaking engagements, whether that's virtually or in person. There are opportunities out there. You just have to be open to finding them. And then email marketing. Email marketing is one of those things that I feel like people are on the fence. They're either team email or no email, right? Here's my perspective. Even if someone is not opening my emails, even if it's getting into your inbox and getting deleted, it's still that reminder. It's still a reminder that, oh yeah, Amy's out there. Maybe one day when I need her, I can get into her world. But it's that top of mind reminder. And you can use this email platform as a way to tell stories, to build those deeper connections. And you can see who's genuinely interested. So you can go into the analytics. Again, we're using data to drive our decisions to work in a strategic manner. And you can see who's opening those emails, who's genuinely interested in what you have. And with email marketing, it's like social media in that a lot of times we get caught up in the number of subscribers, those list sizes, just like we do on social media with our follower counts and our Facebook group sizes, all of those things. But what you're looking for is that engagement. You want to see what that level of engagement is. This is just another metric that you can use and then leverage the power of that information to then nurture those relationships on social media. So what do I mean by this? What I can do is I can go into my email analytics and see who is opening up my emails. When I know that this person is interested in what I have to offer, they're considered a warm lead, right? So what happens then? Then what I can do is I can go onto social media and further nurture, just be a human. 
by getting into the DMs, what that does is that pushes your content out in front of those people that are in your messages. This is a great tactic to, again, continue to build relationships because that know, like, and trust factor is invaluable. It is such a basic principle of sales, but we forget at the end of the day that people buy from people. People buy from people that they know, they like, and they trust. And that's what's going to make you stand out. When you stop hiding behind the trends, when you start getting really strategic and become a specialist for the one thing, when you follow up, show your value, and leverage the power of relationships, retention, and referrals, it's not as complicated as we are making it out to be. So the next time you find yourself in a slump, come back, listen to this episode, and know that you're not alone. It happens. It's okay. But sometimes we just need to take that little bit of a step back, reformulate a strategy, and then get going again. I am here for you. And until next time, cheers to making the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.